0: All right, welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast, the award-winning, one-of-a-kind, it might be somewhere else, but we called it first, so it's ours. I'm Owen, he's Sean, we're on the highway, or on the ramp getting on the highway, headed home from a Stars 4-1 to win over the Edmonton Oilers. Sean, do you know what day and time zone you're in?
1: Um, I believe I'm in Central Time.
0: And I don't know if you've been able to answer this question this morning.
1: I would not have been able to answer this question this yeah. morning. Um, I know I'm in central time. That's I good. I know it's Monday because I looked at a calendar about 10 minutes before we got into the car.
0: That's a tough one, knowing um, the day of the week. That's I wasn't yeah, going to try to stump you with that.
1: I did not know the day of the week. Um,
0: I knew it was Monday because my kids went
1: back to school today after a weekend. That's helpful. I knew it was either Sunday or Monday because my wife didn't have work today. So I knew it was one of those <laughs> I knew it was one of those two days, but everything's really kind of blurred together. Um, I had a flight, early flight out of Vancouver yesterday, um, and with it being them with the stars playing a Saturday day game, and then I went to another game Saturday night. Um, I went to the Vancouver Giants game versus the Tri City Americans in Vancouver. So, because why not? Because why not? Why, see a why, WHL why, game? why why not? And and be, on top of that, two days earlier, I'd gone to the Vegas Vancouver game. So I went on that road trip. I went to six games. That's, why why not? And so, really, all the days have kind of blurred into one. Um, but I believe it's Monday now. Um, by the you time you are correct, it's actually almost Tuesday. I'll do my uh, worst, Ed McMahon. <laughs> you are correct, sir. And uh, ha ha. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be. Uh, it good to sleep in my own bed last night. So. Speaking
0: of which, uh, we were talking to Jim Montgomery this morning for our radio interview mm-hmm. on the ticket. And the first thing I asked was, did he have to reintroduce himself to his family? Because the Stars have been on the road for a while. They came home briefly right before Thanksgiving and head right back out for another four game, seven day trip. they have got another one next week. Uh, and Jim Montgomery actually said and this is both adorable and a bit heartbreaking, that his one-year-old daughter took about two hours from when he got home to kind of say, okay, you're okay, comfortable, and uh, you know, you're somebody that the rest of the family is not threatened by. So that's tough. I mean, it's, that is one of his big transitions from a personal standpoint going from college to pro is, and especially to the NHL, is much longer road trips because usually you go away for a long weekend.
1: In college. You're bringing this up to someone who has a four-month-old daughter? Yes. Right now, that's not very nice.
0: Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) The difference is is that she is the only child so far. Aside from your fur children. Yes. So, there's that. But anyway, it's just... It's tough, and...
1: It was long. It was... Thank thank goodness for FaceTime, because um, that's something that I was able to do on the trip, and... uh, was able to... uh, That's what Monty
0: said. Yeah. A little bit of FaceTime, he said, but, you know, the kids, they don't want to spend that much time talking to their old man, so...
1: Yeah, well, I I still have one right now who I put her on FaceTime. My wife puts her in FaceTime, and she just stares at the screen, and she loves it, so I'm lucky still on that. All right.
0: So, you guys, she hasn't
1: uh, pushed away from the parents yet. No, hopefully not anytime soon.
0: Uh, Bringing it back into the game tonight, Sean, the... You could call it their fourth line, but they got a lot of usage tonight. Dickinson... Janmark and Blake Como have been very good over the road trip. Blake Como didn't play tonight. Congratulations
1: to Blake and his wife,
0: Lacey. They had their third daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not quite the Spezza daughter clan, but they're working on it. Mm -hmm. And so Blake didn't play. First time he hasn't played for the Stars this year. And uh, obviously a great moment for their family. But it allowed Brett Ritchie to get back in the lineup who hadn't played in five straight healthy scratches. First time in six games that he'd been in the Stars lineup. And I don't think it was a it, it's hyperbole to say this was his best game of the season.
1: Yeah, it's there's there is, is there even a game you can think of that would even compare at all? No. I mean it's there were a couple games where he
0: had some physical plays that Montgomery talked about,
1: but nothing like this. No, he was he was the best in goal and assist, great. But game winning goal. Game winning goal. But the things that really stood out were he his puck possession was good tonight. He was actually He was more than just a physical presence, and that's been his problem. He's been physical, but he hasn't used his physicality to help keep possession, generate zone time. He hasn't done enough of that. Physical with a purpose. Yes, and he was more physical with a purpose tonight. And that's what happened on the uh, first goal where he, uh, he got someone really blasting their music over there to the left. Is that what that was? Sounds like it. Or it's a police officer? I'm not sure. I don't think that's a real police car. That I think that's like one a, of those repurposed ones. Like one of the old Crown Vicks, right? The, it is yeah. an old Crown Victoria, and uh,
0: without all the, the details, was still painted with the black and white. Yeah. That's the one where a quick glance in the rearview mirror causes a lot of people to tap the brakes because they don't know if it's a real cop or hot. Yeah. You have to look at the license plate on that one. Because it yeah. doesn't have the uh, the official lot, exemption, and a lot light. of them,
1: and a lot of them still have the little uh, light, the flashlight coming out that of the front ones left. That tough. They yeah. don't have the lights on top, but the little yeah. spotlight yeah. on the side. And you think it might be an undercover one?
0: I'll tell you that you know those those old Crown Vicks are probably uh, in the slow decay. Yeah. At this point, but that would be one of the one benefits of buying one of those used is just to see. How much you could mess with everybody? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Anywho, Brett Richie. Um, <laughs> back on track.
0: Oh, no, it's a car cast. It's We're supposed to digressions. We can go anywhere. So, um, ooh, pretty butterfly. No, there's not a butterfly <laughs> at midnight. At least I don't see one.
1: Yeah. So Richie was physical with a purpose. He
0: the act- first goal he had a huge part in because yes. it was just a dump in by Joel Hanley from the, from the red line. Mm-hmm. Richie, I don't even think he was first man on the puck. He got in, won the the battle. Got possession, was able to turn and see Yanmark in the left circle and get him with a pass, and then Yanmark uh said he was trying to shoot. He saw Dickinson but it was more shooting for a chance for a rebound, mm-hmm. and his stick blew up and it went it was perfect. I heard John Klingberg actually crashed the scrum tonight yes, with he did. Denmark. Uh, could you elaborate, since you were on hand?
1: Yes, and I, I don't know if it ended up on social media channels or not, because John came in and he had his camera up like he was filming a video. I think Defending Big D tweeted something about it, but I haven't seen any so, video. So, well, no, John had his own camera up like he was recording a video. So I don't. Oh, know. in? Maybe we should check out for yes, Instagram later. Yes, that's mm. what I'm saying. Um, Crafty John kinda of stood there for a little bit and then at one point after a question had been asked by Mike Heike, John kinda of stepped in and said, Do you uh said, What what did you see on the first goal? And then he kinda of <laughs> snickered and walked away. <laughs> <coughs> That's great. And uh speaking of John, it was good to see him I heard Yanmark had a nice retort. He did. He uh he was asked about uh he was talking about uh being able to make passes like that and and if you learned anything from Klingberg, and, one he, timer and uh, he said, "I don't think John can make passes like that." So, <laughs> <laughs> so some good, uh, some, some good Swedish banter. Yes, I like um, that. Everybody's
0: in a better mood after wins. Mm-hmm. When you win three in a row, when you beat your former head coach.
1: It's a good thing. It's a good day for John Klingberg, and uh, as uh, you may have heard on this, or you may have read first in the 2020, he actually skated today for the first time since the uh, since uh, having the injury. Um, That's good news. He still can't tie his skates. Um, Stan Tuglikov, the... it starting- has to be weird yes. for a professional hockey yeah. player,
0: because there's that moment in your lifetime where you become old enough or capable to tie your own skates, your parents don't have to do it for you.
1: Yeah. And so Stan had to tie his skates for him. It's probably been
0: day. a while since somebody else tied his skates. For him. Yes. Um,
1: now, luckily for Klingberg, Stan has a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. So Stan is <laughs> a lot used of to, practice. So Stan is used to tying skates.
0: Hey, I've so, got I've got a, a, a soon-to-be nine-year-old and a six-year-old. I'm also very adept at getting down on the knees and tying the skates. Yeah. So I, you know what, John, if you need my help, I'm here
1: for you, man. Yes. Yeah. So Klingberg, so he's in good. Good spirits. stays in a good mood, and plus, he gets to be around his team for the first time in a little while since he hasn't obviously traveled since they. Had yeah, it's a, you know, Martin Hansel's been able to travel, but mm-hmm. the,
0: the other injured guys have been home. Yep. And gone for about a week, where they just are probably feeling very cut off from the group. Very much so. So stars get the one from uh, Dickinson in the first period. They have a boatload of chances in the second. Uh-huh. I mean, first period taken. It's the crossbar. Hits it again, one on one with Miko Koskinen in the second. Mm-hmm. Devin Shore backdoor play, Jamie Ben stuff play, Tyler Pitlick Rope hits. I mean, you could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I had eleven quality chances in the second period. Yeah, it wasn't all one sided, but the last half of
1: the second period it was, was kind of weird because it was a second period that had some good moments, but it was still the first forty minutes that was kind of dull, like just overall. I think if the stars put one or two pucks into the second, it changes everything. Yeah,
0: but you're right. It was it was what Hitch would like from a road game or even it, a home game.
1: It was very much Hitch hockey for the for quite a bit. Yeah, um, then it's one nothing heading into the third period, and I kind of joked and I put this on Twitter that maybe we should all just go wait until there's ten minutes left, and then we can start paying attention again because, and see something exciting. Well, because, it's a good
0: thing we didn't listen yes. to you.
1: Exactly, never listen to me Brett Ritchie uh, scores his first goal of the season At 151 of the
0: third period On the other Matias Yanmark primary assist Where he didn't mean to He did say he was looking to shoot for a rebound Knowing Ritchie was there He didn't mean to whiff Mm -hmm. And have the puck go right to Ritchie for an open net goal But I'll tell you what Sean Val Nachushkin really needs a goal Brett Ritchie didn't He really needed a goal Mm -hmm. It'll be very interesting to see Now that he has one if he gets to play on Friday. I think he will. I think he will. Um, But Blake Como is going to come back into the lineup. I think Val
1: comes out on Friday. Well, here's the key I think so, too.
0: But But, how Richie plays, can he come back with another one like
1: this? Here's just a big what-if thought for Friday. What Martin Hazel plays This is my point. This is my point.
0: Maybe we should save that because we have at least one of those Martin Hazel questions for the lightning round. We'll
1: save it for that. Um, But uh, Brett Richie came back in and played well. Val came back in and did not play so well. I'll Um, tell you what, though. It was, okay, early in the game, first
0: couple of periods, I saw some things I really liked from Balanjushka, especially in the defensive zone. He had one good shot down the rush, second period from the left circle, mm-hmm. forced to save. He had a nice pass to Rope Hints that set him in on, uh, on Koskinen, I believe it was in the first period. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he had two or three really good end-a-rush chance or end-a-cycle a defensive plays. Mm-hmm. He looked good defensively. And I noticed it because I hadn't, you know, Jim Montgomery complimented his defensive zone game, and I went, really, Val?" And so I the was kind of looking is, for it. And I thought he looked good for
1: that. He actually is a pretty good defensive forward. Yes. Uh, but the problem is you didn't <coughs> you didn't put up with him going to the KHL, and you didn't sign him for $2.9 million to be a defensive forward. That's to the be the a bottom six. So, um, but then third period, so the kind of got here as so were talking about Richie putting the puck in the net. Then, Stars have uh, a big moment here. Zach Cassian takes a run at Jamie Benn kind of behind the play. Kind of feels like he clips him in the knee. Yeah. Um, Jamie doesn't take the fight, which we've seen Jamie take that fight in the past.
0: Very smart move not to. Yeah. Not and because Jamie can't hold
1: his own against Cassian, who's a tough guy. But you don't need a, that. It's a trade the Stars don't need to make. It's not and in his pay grade. And then. By not making that trade, he's on the ice to score the goal on the power play, where had a really nice pass by Gavin there for the tip, and the uh, Stars are up 3-0.
0: That was a big one, and that's yeah. the
1: perfect revenge for a penalty yeah. like yes, that, exactly. is to go
0: out and score a power play goal. And then Cassian, how about this?
1: I mean, Cassian ends up back in the box. Yeah, you got
0: abusive officials. I can't imagine he said anything nice. No. But, Sean, how about this? I thought the Stars started with two power plays tonight. I thought their entries were better tonight. It was something that we yeah. talked about it with Monty and he said that you have to hit the, the offensive blue line with speed, but you also have to be coordinated, and it, it wasn't always coordinated.
1: Tonight looked better. Yeah. He And then uh, – There were moments where it didn't yeah, look Yeah, there was, but overall I thought it was pretty good. Um, Progress. Just wrapping up the game real quick. Um, uh, Jujar Kara. Kara. Kara, yeah. Kara scores for – Kara Kara scores for – Scores for Edmonton to cut the to cut the lead to three to one, and you could open shutout bid, but uh, really
0: hoping that was going to be
1: the case because that was now two times where he had essentially had a shutout against the Oilers.
0: Yeah, in the span of less than a week, yep. couldn't
1: get it. Yeah, he was and, good enough for it. I thought he deserved a and, shutout tonight. And the Stars did. I mean, even with two penalties late in the game, the Stars did a nice job closing things out. Um, there was. Um, Beruither had a puck over the glass penalty, and Fox had a tripping penalty. Stars kill them both, and then Asper- and on
0: what the penalty for Beruither, Lindell scores essentially a two hundred foot goal, yep, short handed empty net goal, unassisted, which yeah. is quite a mouthful. That might change. We'll Jim see. Montgomery really thought that uh, Hudobin deserved a, an assist on that. Yeah, and that might and they still might change that. That's something Hudobin that he- creates great quotes from the Stars head coach. He does talking about his suit game yeah. is assist style. I mean, you just—you uh, can tell that he enjoys the character of Anton Hudobin on this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hudobin does have a overall. And we talk a lot about it's. You talk about those impacts. It's hard to measure. You can't really measure statistically. Hudobin does have that attitude where we talk about how he battles. We talk about how he works, and it's not even just in the games. Like you see him out on the ice in practice, and yeah. you and you see when when a goalie is working as hard as he is, it's easy to get up and play hard for that goalie. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, maybe the best save he made. In the game came
0: early. It was a three-on-one for Leon Dreisaitl mm-hmm. in the second period. And he ends up getting basically a one-on-one. And Hudobin makes a... I mean, it's one nothing at that point. If he scores early second period, it's a 1-1 game, and it's completely different.
1: And that was a technical... I thought it was his best quick, save of the night. Quick goalie nerd out on this. That was a technical pad save that I really liked. Because you saw... The one thing about who Hud- you saw that save where... If you watch the replay of it, basically he smothers the puck under his right pad. Yes, He doesn't hit the pad. It's a play where he's read that play perfectly and he has the timing down. Um, that's a play where as much as we say a goalie needs to stop every five-hole shot and we believe that, there are si- there are, when you do go down into a butterfly, there is that split second where if things are timed a certain way, you're going to get beat, Yes. so it becomes a thing where he's in that spot where he can't go down right away, he can't go down early, because then dry settles a player who will beat him high, Yeah. and he can't, and if he goes down too late, he's going to get beat low, so it was a spot where he actually timed it perfectly, it was a really great reaction save all the way, and it was very technical, very technically... It was a nice save to watch. just as someone who enjoys the art of goaltending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear because yeah. it was his best save of the night. Uh, Miko Koskinen was good again. He is a uh, at he's least a, against the Dallas Stars. He's been very tough. He's, this been, he's
1: been a nice find for the Oilers out of Finland. Um, he's been he's a thirty year old who's kind of coming up and he's kind of taken the reins away from Cam Talbot and been the kind of been the guy more so at least since Hitches He hasn't over. done anything that would merit having him come out of the lineup.
0: Nope. I think they're going to play Talbot on. Wednesday against St. Louis. We'll see if that stays that way, but his numbers really back it up, too. Uh, Sean, before we get to the lightning round, the other moment uh, was notable was third period. Yep. Jason Spetson gets boarded by former Dallas star Alex Shason and Ropey Hints immediately jumps in. Shason um, took a minute to react to that, um, and then in the process, Devin Shore ends up going toe-to-toe with, darnell nurse which is not in the same weight class no no that was but uh, he held his own he held Brett his own. ritchie we asked him in the postgame show and he said he thought Shore was okay especially considering the reach disadvantage
1: he held his own and he also got the advantageous thankfully the linesman read the they, situation they broke it up nicely yes they, they but uh, roman
0: pollock was in there as well yeah yeah the thing that i liked was it was one of those situations where you can't have guys taking runs at Jason Spencer from behind. You can't. And Rope Hints didn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. I had heard that in his first year in the AHL, which was last year, mm-hmm. that he didn't always do that. And so it was good to see. Again, I don't want Rope Hints fighting a lot. Yeah. But he's a big young kid, and it's better than Jamie Ben fighting. Yeah. And it was, again, it wasn't much of a fight. It was more of a scrum. But I want them to. Team tough, and that's a good thing.
1: No, I, I, I thought it was good. And, I, and I, I'm someone who, a lot of times. And I like he, what Gavin Bayruther yeah. did the other day when he didn't technically get a fight. And technically, Hintz didn't get one tonight either, technically. It was just no, he
0: roughing. was he had two, uh, two roughing penalties yeah, to I, can, cancel out the boarding and roughing for Chase on, and Shore got the fighting. Team. Yeah. I think the reason why the referees did that was so they didn't have to throw somebody out yeah. for second fight. Second altercation it's, is yeah, automatic. That,
1: that makes sense. The uh, I mean, it was, it was one of those where, and that is true, from from Hintz's time in the AHL, and I'm not, and this is coming from someone who typically, most fisticuffs don't make sense to me. Yes. 90% of them I look at and I think that's dumb. Yes, and, But this was one, and this is a situation where it made sense. Um, and it, it, it's something that Hintz hadn't done in the past, and I don't want him to do it all the time, but it's the type of thing where if you're going to step up in defense Beza, and you know what? It's also not a bad trade, too. The other thing, we talked about Winning the trade off, it's it's not it's not a bad trade. Taking Shazan's actually a, one of the better forwards for Edmonton.
0: One thing we didn't mention tonight, Sean, was the Edmonton Oilers missing Connor McDavid yeah, well, and Ryan Spooner. Yes, obviously McDavid's the big one. It completely changes their team. Their um, power play, which is still very dangerous, they have some great skill on there with Drysital, Nugent, Hopkins, etc. When you have McDavid, it's he's always a threat to create a chance just with his own speed and quickness. And it looked very different tonight.
1: They were such a different team. So having I mean, watched them McDavid person,
0: is a yeah. one-man highlight reel, and you have to be ready for. I mean, I asked Jim Montgomery before the game, "Hey, what was it like to go head to head with Ken Hitchcock, third highest win total in NHL history yeah. as a coach?" And he said, "Well, you know, what, I didn't really notice much about Hitch during the game in Edmonton. I was just concentrating on when 97 was out
1: there." Yeah, and and it's like. <laughs> The same reason that I know people who were slightly disappointed in play tonight, because I know there's people who came to the game tonight because they knew Edmonton would be coming to town. And I'd be won. disappointed if I came to see McDavid yeah. and he was out. Yes. But you know what? He's a human being. He's not a robot. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same reason that the same reason people want to watch is the same reason that people are that coaches fear him and. He yeah. is a huge difference maker. I mean, and I, I wrote this in but my story. They're not the same team. I, I wrote them. this in as my no, story. I wrote this in my story after the game, and it was something I'm, I'm probably probably going to come to mind. And obviously, it's not going to be the only reason, and it's going to be I'm going to have to think about a lot of things. But when I vote for the Hart Trophy at the end of the year, this game is actually going to come to mind to see how bad the Oilers are without McDavid. Right, and like, if
0: the Oilers if, don't make the playoffs, which they may or may not, yeah, i have still of the of the as much as he is an important part of their team. I don't believe that you should be the heart heart trophy we can, winner. that's that's a debate for another day. Yes. Okay. But my point
1: my point is when it comes to thinking about that at the end of the day, when it comes to Wait, right. and yeah.
0: he is their most important player. Yes. He is their MVP. Is he the league MVP? Kind of that's, depends yeah, that's, on the team that's, that's a debate that can okay. go on for a while. A lightning round. Aaron yeah. from Defending Big D writes in most success in Dallas, Houston Oilers or Edmonton Oilers.
1: Well, unfortunately I don't know much about the Houston Oilers history. I like Warren Moon. Yep, I
0: liked him as a as a quarterback in the league.
1: He, uh, he actually played in both cities. He did. He
0: played for the Edmonton Eskimos. You're, you're a huge CFL guy. Big CFL guy. Yep. So <laughs> there's that.
1: So sorry, Aaron, our, our historical knowledge of. This is not great. I would guess maybe the Oilers would have had better success because I just the said, Oilers,
0: huh? Yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, we Went go. on a limb there. Yeah. You didn't even
1: do that on purpose. I would have. Uh, I would. I would bet maybe the uh, the hockey Oilers just because they had the great eighties teams with once Stanley and Cups. And no, even, you know what? No, 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 no. Well, they would not have been Dallas. Success in Dallas. It's got to be. It's got to be the Houston Oilers because the Oilers of the Oilers. Lost it's a, a lot in playoff, but they lost games a lot. They lost a lot of playoff series yeah. in Dallas
0: in the nineties. Uh, our buddy Waddle wants to know what the look of the lines will be when Hansel returns.
1: It's going to be interesting because um, I
0: wasn't sure if they were necessarily going to move Spetz to the wing, but lately, with the fact that they've the last couple games have played the supernova line together, mm-hmm. with Spetz on the right with with Sagan and Ben, Yep, I think, I think Hansel goes right into the hint spot, in uh, the line with. Radulov and Shore. I don't think he can play the minutes yet. Well, again, I think that he plays in that spot, but you may shuffle it
1: around. I think but you think Dickinson th- is the one? I think he may start in that <laughs> spot. Um, I, I think Hansel may start in that spot, and then I think Hints may. You may. You think, you got a you know, tough decision to make as the coach, but it's a I good th- problem to have. But I think I think you keep Hints in the lineup and move him down to start. And then I think as the game goes on, I don't. I think Hansel, Hansel maybe doesn't play every shift. I, I think Hansel can only play ten to twelve minutes start to start. Right. And I think, and you kind of save those and you pick your spots for him as the game goes on. So the lines are probably going to be. It's going to be a lot of in-game management, I think, for Hansel.
0: Joshua asked about: Does Richie stay in the lineup for the next game, or does Como back in?
1: I think both. As I think we talked I, about I, before. We, both, unless Hansel is in, and then it's a tough. And then then you have a really tough decision to make. Because be tough to play a game like Richie played it, and not get it, rewarded it, with another, it's game. hard. It's also to say, say if Como comes back and it's the easy person to come out is Val. So Val is You feel like Val is coming out. On right. Rush. And and you know what? Hints actually was pretty good tonight too. He was yeah.
0: physical. Uh, you know, he missed a couple of good shooting chances, but it's
1: also you know what? The other thing too, and I mean, Your I know I know the stars want Hansel back.
0: But um, they don't need to rush it.
1: It's this is the type of this is the type of thing where. You can have him wait. Enough. You can have him wait a couple more days. It's, you don't need to rush him.
0: Uh, Travis was: Is it time to release the Rope? I'm assuming he means keep him in the lineup, but he also wanted to know whose game would you compare Gavin Bayreuther's to? To me, this is what Travis wrote: He has a look and feel of a Goligoski type player. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's well. Okay. Look, when I watch Alex Golagoski play in the AHL, he had a bomb. Mm-hmm. At the point on the power play, this was with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. That was a while ago; it was ten years ago now. Um, I don't know if they're that, exactly the same, but they are not not huge physical size defensemen. Uh, they can skate. They have offensive. Size. I, I feel like Bayreuther is a little bit different than Goligoski, though.
1: But it's not a terrible comparison. So here's my thing: they're Bay- both lefts. I think of I think of a comparison, and it's. This is this is interesting to think about. So, Beruether from the, his blue line forward actually not size wise. I want to make that clear, but from his blue line forward reminds me of Colton Pareko. Interesting. Just style wise, the not way not size wise, not size wise, but style wise with the puck, with the with the puck how he plays offensively. I now. In this defensive zone, it's completely different. Um, completely different. Completely different. But just, I just when I th- I think of the way he plays, the threat to shoot, how he can pass out of the shot, it reminds me a little bit of how Pareko plays right. in the offensive zone. That is not that is not the best comparison at all as a player because of the size and the defensive zone. Um, trying to think of a good comparison overall. Um, maybe here's a, here's a, here's a good one maybe. Maybe a, uh, and I don't know if anyone else will know this, maybe a better a better, a better, better version of Brad Hunt. Hmm.
0: Interesting. A lot of people have trouble with that, but we saw him a lot in the AHL, yeah. with Oklahoma City. Yeah, no, I mean, and, I know a lot of people, lot people listening might not know who Brad St. Hunt Louis, is. St. and yeah. he's, he's a lot A lot of journeyman. people might
1: not know who Brad Hunt is, but, and it's, I'm not saying he's yeah. Brad Hunt, AHL journeyman, but similar no, style different. game, but he can play it at the NHL. Yeah.
0: Um... Court wants to know if we can at least buy Tyler Sagan some puck luck for maybe an early Christmas gift.
1: I think Tyler Sagan has enough money to buy his own puck luck.
0: He's been close. Uh, another couple crossbars tonight. Look, he's going to score plenty of goals, but it's true. I mean, he buries one or two of those. This is a completely different game. Yeah, still a win. Um, Groobes has another fun one for you. Ready Always for this? is fun for the groups. What kind of presents do each of you want from Santa? it's funny uh i have two two sons two boys that are uh one's about to turn nine at the end of this week friday in fact and then a six-year-old who turn seven in february late february so i have a third grader and a first grader and so for me christmas has definitely turned into more about what's for them um i'd like a tank i don't know what i would do with said tank I'd like a tank and a, a playground in which to drive and shoot things with it that wouldn't cause any. It would make the car cast interesting. Bodily harm. T-tank? It would take make a uh, longer it would, car cast. Could be slower getting home. It would
1: be the tank cast.
0: I don't think the tank cast <laughs> gets home uh, as fast as your car does. No,
1: um, and
0: it probably ruins some highways. Yeah, but boy, it would be a one-time fun thing, wouldn't it?
1: I I
0: wouldn't mind a helicopter. If we're, if we're talking, Ooh, if we're going to go grandiose, yeah. I want a helicopter for sure.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind a helicopter. But in, in all reality, <laughs> And as, a
0: means to pay for the yes. use, use of said helicopter.
1: Yeah, in and, 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 and reality, I mean. I like all, your answer. I'm going to yeah. change
0: mine. Tank would be fun, yeah. Helicopter would be more practical. Yep, I think so. I would love to avoid Dallas traffic getting to and from the AAC with a helicopter. Speaking of which, it's always been what I said I would, uh, a scheme that I would set up if I ever won the Mega Millions or Powerball.
1: From a hockey perspective, I would like more 1 p.m. starts.
0: I like the Vancouver game, oh, uh, Pacific great. game, starting at 3 o'clock Central Time because instead of getting done like we're going to have next week with the California games where it's a 9, 9.30 start and you get done and I get home at 2 a.m. or so, home so by seven thirty eight o'clock. Time to get dinner. I like that.
1: I got, I got, I got oysters after the game.
0: Oh, why not? Yeah. Our uh, last one. Brady, what do you guys see that's different with Jamie Benn's play lately that's causing him to get back to being productive on offense? I have an answer for this. Okay. Work ethic. Yep. It's uh the goal by Radulov to win the game in Vancouver was the ultimate example, and Montgomery pointed this out, of why Jamie Benn is so good was because he won – He kept the puck from getting – he won a battle on the half wall, chasing one down to avoid – not allow the Canucks to clear it. And then in one motion turned and found Radulov wide open in front, who made a great play backhand shelf goal. But that when – I mean, Ben had a couple plays tonight where he trucked guys. Mm -hmm. You see that all the time when he's really engaged and dialed in. He's hard to play against.
1: He needs to care all the time. And that's, and that's just the way to it, go. It's both work ethic or care. Yes, like he desire. Just, he just needs to look like he cares all the time. And that's just, he does. He hasn't done that all season. And he has recently.
0: But when you see him play with that kind of effort, he is a game-changing player. Can he do it night in, night out? That's why the Stars gave him a ton of money. That's why he's the captain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there, there you have it. Yep. That is the lightning round. Right. Uh, We have three days off between uh, Stars games, which is really weird Mm -hmm. because it's been a while. And so the Stars are going to practice tomorrow. Originally scheduled to have the day off tomorrow and practice Wednesday, Thursday. That's my last question for you, Sean. Are you surprised? Because I kind of liked when they did the last three-game stretch where they took the first day off and then had sort of a progression Wednesday, Thursday build up to a Friday game. They're not gonna do that this
1: time. Yeah, and Monty said after the game he wants to have a fun practice tomorrow. Hmm. So maybe uh They have won three in a row. We were we were joking in the elevator. Maybe they could maybe they could do Russian bear wrestling with Hudobin and
0: I would yeah. love to see uh Radulov in the pipes uh, with the, like ver LF Vern Fiddler with just his yes. gloves in his normal gear trying to stop a tennis ball.
1: Yep. Tennis ball's the key thing there.
0: Yeah, let's not hurt anybody. Like Monty said Ben Sagan not out there with a four-one lead. No reason for your nine and a half million-dollar players to get hurt blocking shots with that lead.
1: Yep. So uh, I, I don't mind it. I was. Uh, it's funny. We talked. We started this talking about uh, parenthood and things like that. Yes. It was funny. The first thing I knew that tomorrow was a day off originally. Yes. And when Monty said we were gonna have a fun practice tomorrow, I li- I spent the last two minutes. Of the presser, thinking in my head, okay, now I have to reschedule the babysitter. Because <laughs> I had originally committed to taking the day off and watching the kid all day tomorrow. Wait well, wait until you
0: get to elementary school, which I know is a ways off for you. It's ways off. But right? it, it completely changes things because then school, I mean, first you have to get the kids to school in the morning. When you're at home, it's like, yeah, okay, fine, I'm up, but I'm still at home. But two boys in school means the middle of the day is not locked down
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's glorious <laughs> as are having two toys too yes
1: well everyone
0: that is uh yeah good luck with the babysitter in the morning
1: yep everyone uh thank you for listening and uh we will be back on friday